0: Hi, thanks for joining me for episode three of Don't Be Strangers, a podcast and social experiment for learning to create meaningful connections together via collaborative conversations. The way this works is that anyone of any background can apply to come on and chat with me about anything that they want. The goal is to raise awareness of social isolation and to narrow the gap between all of us as humans. Today, I have a very special guest because it's one of my, it's my one and only favorite little sister, I feel very fortunate that I have such a tight relationship with my sibling because I know it's not a universally shared experience. We recorded this podcast kind of spontaneously because we were having one of our usual conversations this morning, and then I suddenly stopped and turned to her and said something along the lines of, okay, stop talking, we need to record this so I can it can go on my podcast. I think it's perfect because I got feedback from episode 1 that maybe I should have given more of an introduction of myself, so this will be the ultimate introduction, as my sister will lovingly roast me by describing 1 what a bad older sister I was as a child, 2 how our relationship developed and was strengthened with age and maturity, 3 a really thorough astrology breakdown for me, her, and my husband, including a relationship analysis between all three of us, and don't worry, she gives a one-on-one introductory crash course so the conversation should be too hard to follow, even if you're an astrology newbie like me. And four, her sharing some really entertaining and vivid dreams, which will also paint a picture to you of what my mornings look like. Um, quick notes here, one, she does cuss maybe two or three times, so FYI, if you have any sensitivity to that sort of thing. And two, we've been told that we have pretty similar voices, so hopefully the conversation won't be too hard to follow. And introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm... May, and I'm basically the little sister uh, slash trash slave. Slash what? <laughs> that? that sounds slash so, slash weird. That's so weird. Slash emotional support. You need to explain that because <laughs> trash slave. <laughs> that was all really weird. Yeah, it's true. So basically when we were kids, um, my sister didn't really like me so much and I was sort of the naive really uh, fortunate enough to be dumb enough to not realize that she didn't like me so much and and she would basically use me as (laughs) the person who took out her trash all the time (laughs) so so basically the scenario would
0: be like oh we're just like quote unquote hanging out we're just like in the same area or something and then I need to like I blow my nose or something or like I open a candy and I have like a piece of wrapper but I I am a queen and <laughs> I don't need to peasantly walk over to the trash can because I have my trash slave <laughs> so I'm like can you throw this away for me and she would take it and translocate the trash to the proper, she's proper so disposal she's so
1: fortunate that I loved her so much as a child i never thought anything of this it was only when i got older and when she explained this experience to me that i realized i was the trash slave (laughs) how did i explain it to you i don't know i think it just came up you were you were you were like yeah i didn't like you as a child and i actually told you that yeah you told me that oh my gosh you were were like yeah i didn't really like you that much but you kept taking out my trash so it's okay Like what? I loved you. <laughs> okay.
0: Obviously we love each other very much at this point. <laughs> at this time. point. I think it was just like because I was the only child for four years and then I was like, I don't know where here I have a little sister and I was like, what do you mean I don't have all the attention?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was so offensive. I kind of knew it, but I chose to ignore it like as a kid because my sister didn't like it when I hung out with her friends and then she didn't like it when I was, like, trying to bug her to play with me. And, like, I think at some point she shoved me really hard. And that was... Yeah. Uh, wait, what was... I don't remember the exact You made me cry a, a few times, but that was, like, the, the biggest memory I had where you sh- shoved me and I kind of, like, low-key flew across the room <laughs> into some, like, unpacking boxes. <laughs> I did not mean... I did not actually
0: mean to, like, violently push you yeah yeah, yeah, i I know like i i was i think in my mind i was just like i i meant it as like a a little like okay stop like like, you know but then um i underestimated my strength or something because she violently reacted to that little (laughs) push and i was i was actually horrified
1: oh no i i clearly remember like immediately after that that you pushed me, um, you were freaked out. You were freaking out. You were like, "Oh my god, I hope mom didn't see that." <laughs> and you're like, "I'm so sorry if if mom or dad says anything, do not tell them." <laughs> and, you, and it was really funny because at the point of time, you know, we were kids, so we we're more focused on covering our own asses, and that's definitely what you were doing. How old were we? Oh, you were you were a preteen, and I was a child. Okay, so, so you were definitely more focused on like covering your ass. Maybe like 10 and 6, maybe? I don't, I don't know the exact ages, but like me me being like by choice kind of dumb and sort of like by consequence really dumb. <laughs> I was just like, I flew! And I was super enthusiastic about it because I've always dreamt about flying. I wanted to fly for a long time. And that was the first time my feet <laughs> had really left the ground for a couple seconds. <laughs> And so I was enthusiastic about getting pushed across the room because not only was I not hurt, but I, I achieved my dreams. <laughs>
0: I was speechless. Like, when she came back to report to me that she flew and, like, seemed very happy about it. And I was like, I don't understand this child at all. But, um, no. but I'm glad that no one was hurt because I did not intend I
1: did not intend to like <laughs> hurt her at all. Um, so yeah, I, I do keep reiterating that I was really dumb as a child. It is not like as a, a self, like deprecating self deprecating. It's not self deprecating. You're it's just, just
0: like objectively observing yourself, yeah like objectively behavior?
1: speaking i was not very smart <laughs> and it did me a lot of good as a child i think as a child you need to be not smart in order to have a great time <laughs> wow okay like ignorance is bliss not really ignorance because it wasn't by choice ignorance is a choice but oh yeah, no, know you can be like ignorant and it's not a choice oh In in, Okay, I can agree with that to some extent, in that, like... Like, you just were never introduced to, like, an idea or concept. Yeah, never really introduced, but, like, true ignorance is when you... As soon as you are, you choose to, like, continue not accepting that. Interesting. I don't think I've ever considered that version
0: of ignorance. I don't know.
1: Like, that's that's how I view it. So, yeah. Like, I don't think I was ignorant as a child. I was simply not having the brain (laughs)
0: wait so okay how did we transition from like not being that close um to becoming like i would say pretty close um well nothing
1: changed on my end it was all on your end
0: oh okay so like (laughs) what happened to me from your observed perspective
1: um from my perspective growing up uh I think my opinion of you is pretty stable. There was there was a point in teenagehood where like I was disillusioned and my sister was not this goddess I always thought she was as a child. Like seriously, I did think of you that way. And and I was like disillusioned and I'm like she's so annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so messy. <laughs> uh, but like the underlying feeling of mass respect and love never changed. So I got emotional.
0: <laughs> You're good.
1: Okay, okay. Right. I'll take over. <laughs> so I yeah.
0: think what happened okay. from my end is oh. probably, like, a lot of... I think a lot of personal development that occurred, um, which came with, I think, perspective and meeting people of different backgrounds. And I think listening to other people's stories was just, like, super eye-opening to me. And um, And I had a friend in particular... That, that during college, slash, like, end of college, was personally, she herself personally was super into personal development. And I think there was a shift in where also this was around the time, like, on YouTube, where self care and like uh, a focus on under, understanding yourself, forgiving yourself, all this stuff was just blowing up on social media. So I think as a result, all of these things made me uh more self-aware. I think the other big thing too was just like coming out of the school system because I felt like when I was in school uh I I kind of blame it a little bit on the fact that it's still like Asian back like cultural upbringing or whatever but I was just so academically focused that 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 was how I structured my life and so um, yeah, this is another, like, slave thing that I did to you, <laughs> yeah. which was, like, she helped me prepare for all of my tests and quizzes. So, I like, do you remember this? <laughs> I remember. Like, like, I would, I remember, like, French... Yeah, she made like me that. try to
1: speak French because she would hand me her flashcards and be like, y- "Yeah, can, <laughs> can you... Just, like
0: say the like uh, like maybe I made you say the French word and then I had to say the like the English translation or vice versa. Yeah, so, like I did this like, like history like all the stuff. So she would be like, um, "What did Alexander Hamilton do?" And then yeah. I would like try to regurgitate from my notes, but. Okay, I felt like I went on a tangent there. Yeah. This is all to say that, like, I had no perspective because I was so academically uh, driven, and that was, like, my only life goal. Um, Kind of depressing to the point where when I graduated school, I felt like there was no meaning in life because I had achieved my life's purpose, which is so extreme, so dramatic, but I think that was, like, just a result of my type A personality plus, like, cultural. Pressure, I guess. Yeah, and um. sort of
1: societal expectations too, because um, the expectation for Asians to be like A students is very like prominent, especially in the early two thousands, the late nineteen nineties, and like even if our parents were not pressuring us to be the best, they kind of were, but not to the extent that society pressure does. Yeah, so I think we just kind of adopted that. Yeah. From, like, I definitely did too, but um I was always more of a B student. Oh yeah. So in terms of us getting closer, closer. it's
0: because I had more perspective after school. Once I came out of school, I was like, "Oh, this is what real life is." <laughs> and I and then so then I like focused a lot on myself. I started journaling a lot and then like and then I had an interest in really developing like stronger relationships with my family as well. Um, So I think that focus kind of shifted um, everything. This is not to say, though, I did remember, like, in high school and middle school, like, high school, like, also getting along pretty well. Like, I remember we would, like, hang out on weekends and stuff. Like, Saturday, Sunday mornings, I would come back home from... Uh, and then like and then we would just like lay in bed and chat like sleeping over but the inverse is like the morning version and we just would not like get out of bed until like noon or 1 p.m and parents hated us yeah Um, but we were like no we we don't want the we don't want to do homework
1: definitely on my end basically nothing changed i just slowly watched over time as my sister changed a lot (laughs) and then i was like cool like i believe when i got into college maybe four or so years back was like sort of the significant turning point my sister had already been in the job field for a while her her horizon had definitely expanded a lot since she left college as she stated but um when I entered college that's kind of when I noticed a more significant change where my sister was like explicitly nice to me not subtly anymore <laughs> and <laughs> and like she was communicating with me which was a first so It was just me, like, waking up one day and going, like, oh, Like, having real, like, conversations. (laughs) Having real conversation About
0: deep, meaningful things in life. Because I think all our previous conversations in, like, middle and high school were more of, like, uh, based off of, like, video games we were consuming or, like, shows that we, or movies that we watched together. So it was was more, like, escapism, like, play fun. Play fun. But not really, like real life like we didn't really get to know
1: each other back then so one one issue i definitely found while growing up was that my sister kind of like stereotyped me it's not unusual to like sort of make assumptions about your family members yeah absolutely not like it's it's the way our brains are made it's the way we shortcut information so that we can have that information so um she, she had, I was, I'm the little sister, so I'm the baby of the family, so that's sort of, like, what my, how she would base everything about me on, and it would be really interesting because she would so be shocked when I was, like, like, really fiery, passionate, and, like, super enthusiastic, because usually I'm not, like, I guess we can sort of transition this into astrology because my personality is very water-like, it's very, um, calm, and she sees me tired all the time, and I think it's just the way my face is. <laughs> and <laughs> I've got that resting burnt face. I've got chronic baby face. <laughs> <laughs> and that, have you used that term with any of your other friends? No, I think I just made that up. <laughs> and and so um, that's sort of the way she saw me for a long time before she started to get to know me better. And. I definitely saw my sister very different from how she sees herself, and yeah, we can transition this into astrology whenever you're ready for it, (laughs) because I'm gonna rant. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so transitioning to astrology, um...
0: Generally speaking, in terms of personality tests and things that help you analyze yourself, I'm really into. But, uh, astrology was one of those things that always kind of escaped me. Um, like there was just so much information to it that I just couldn't be bothered being pulled into it. Although i had some friends who were interested into it and they like made me sign up to onto like CoStar. oh yeah you had an account yeah Uh and then i remember like reading all this information and just being like i don't i have no idea what's going on Uh and like so i can't even bother to process this but anyways one day i was just brushing my teeth or something yeah (laughs) and may comes in and is suddenly like hey Jia, by the way Jia is like big sister in mandarin she
1: won't let me call her anything else if i say her real name like i get sniped <laughs> i don't know there's something about this that's
0: just like i think the equivalent is like if you were a mom and like you had a child and your child called you by your first name you would be like did you just disown me uh feel i'm about to disown you <laughs> <laughs> And so I think I don't know. I, there's like some Chinese cultural aspect to it. I'm there like, definitely is. Um, excuse me, I am hierarchically your Jia So yeah. That is
1: what you'll refer to me. But no. that's why I didn't write her name on the whiteboard. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because I had to call her Jia <laughs> I think you said it once casually. I did. I called. I called you. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I called you by your name And you were so offended That um, I, I had to like reel back And like backpedal a lot and Oh you- yeah so I was brushing my teeth And she came
0: in and she was like Hey Jie, guess what um, Like this is everything I know about you I have like st- analyze your charts and everything and i'm like what's going on because i'm just trying to brush my teeth and she's like yeah i did a lot of researching on you and i I wrote everything down don't worry i'm gonna like write down this like giant worksheet and then then send it to you like be prepared and i'm just like
1: i'm just trying to live my life so a a little preface is that like my sister's already stated that she's already into that sort of personal development, all that sort of things. I am too but I think I'm a little more crazy about it because I'm like I considered myself an honorary psych major even though I never really went into psych because I went went more into art in college, but um, I dive into a lot of psychology topics and every, like, basically anything that remotely hits psychology, I kind of explore. So astrology was one of those things that pairs well with psychology. It pairs well with, like, other sort of ideologies, like, not really ideologies. That's that's the wrong word. It's, like, other other areas that's similar to astrology astrology and psychology, philosophy, psychology, mental health, um, like Ayurveda. And so uh, with astrology, there was just like a lot of information out there for it. So I was like, you know what? Uh, There's a lot of information. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to try to learn the basics. So like I'm very amateur at it, but um, I'm getting into it. It's I find it a lot of fun. If I was in a police show, I'd be the profiler, and I'd be the person who's like, the criminal couldn't do this because it doesn't match their profile. And that's me. I did not
0: know that you had a whole binder of-
1: uh... Oh yeah, I made you buy this little binder, and then it it was specifically for stumbling with. (laughs) So she didn't know at the time, I made her buy this really cute- um, Shark theme, Char- Japanese folder. style. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a folder with a bunch of clear sheets and. What I've, did you tell me that you were gonna use it for? Your, your my diary, and this is basically my diary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but what it is to, to explain to you, it's a it's a folder with all these like clear um clear clear like pockets. Yeah, clear pockets that you could slide in. Paper. Um, yeah, paper. So. Uh, I imagine that you could use this in, like, college if you have a lot of notes, um, printed notes or, like, printed
1: PowerPoints, and you could, like, slide it in into this uh, folder binder. That's exactly what I use it for. So I got this, I got this, like, I found an astrology cheat sheet with a bunch of summaries, and I printed it out for my lovely reference. I printed out birth charts. I started writing notes. I started, like, dissecting myself and putting that in here. And um, a consequence of me learning this is that now, uh, as in addition to psychoanalyzing everyone around me, which I'm sure is kind of annoying (laughs) to the people around me, but I can't stop it, (laughs) and I also, like, analyze their birth charts if I can get enough information out of them, (laughs) so I'm just like, oh, like, my new friend is a Libra, and so I find that interesting, it reflects in the way he talks to me and the way he, um, interacts with me, and so I keep, I sort of use it to keep it in mind so that I can be more open-minded about my interactions with them. Yes. So, what did you find out about me? Yes, so my sister wanted me to talk about um, both me and her, obviously, because this is our show right now, (laughs) our episode, and um, also with her husband, Joseph, so... Uh, Yeah, I just got, like, really curious because, like, (laughs) she offered to, like, analyze him, so she
0: has analyzed him, and then I was like, well, while you're doing all this analyzing, can you also do, like, a cross-reference check for if we're doomed or not, basically?
1: I think it's going to go pretty well. It just depends on, like, their own personal choices, but fundamentally it seems pretty good. So uh, since you don't really know much about astrology, I'm going to go over sort of things I'll talk a lot about, which yeah. is the Give me elements. the like, crash, cross, crash, crash Course Crash Course 101. Um, Really short crash course let's start with the elements sort of air fire water earth you can see it in my, <laughs> my little chart i drew for you thanks the, um
0: air... there's a little whiteboard in front of us that she uh, <laughs> did all the analysis, and then we we're looking at it
1: yeah. yeah so the um air signs basically are related to the fields of communication they're sort of like quick-witted and everything associated with air is uh, very changeable Uh, That's sort of that's her Sun sign so it explains everything about her and so fire is Passion it is direction. It's sort of like a steady steady burn in one direction And so you can think focus you can think driven you can think um, Maybe even impulsive water is emotional goes with the flow. It is very steady, but kind of deep because uh, if you think about the ocean, the ocean is very deep. So, like emotions run deep. Uh, there's currents in the water as well. So it's very, it's kind of similar to air in that way, where it's like the, it's it's kind of volatile. Um, underneath the surface, it's very volatile. So Earth is kind of the opposite of water in a way. They're both very steady. Earth is slow to change. It's um, it's r- responsible. It's grounded, and. So those are the elements and the associations, and when it comes to the signs and their planets, there it's it real, all relates back to these elements, it's sort of like Ayurveda, because Ayurveda has three main um, elements, and everything revolves about around those same three elements. So in astrology, we can see the charts. So let's start off with your chart. You're our main focus, a lovely host. <laughs> and so your sun is in Gemini. Gemini is air sign, communication. Um, sort of passage of communication and that's like the biggest focus and your moon is in libra i forgot what libra was but it's an air (laughs) sign now that i looked it up again (laughs) and libra is us is um like with let me look at my notes here (laughs) other oriented and peace loving so it's it's associated with scales so you think balance you think um harmony and is moon like how you see yourself? Moon is how you see yourself. Uh, so I explained this to my sister earlier, that sun so sun is sort of your life's purpose. Moon is how you see yourself. Uh, rising is how you present yourself. It is very closely tied to personality. So it is definitely part of who you are. I know a lot of people say like rising is how you how you come off your mask. It's not really your mask. It's, it's, it's who you are, but it's not how you see yourself. And I, there's this thing called MC where it's called Midhaven mid sort of um, rules your your career in a broad sense where that's sort of like the the direction you're heading towards to achieve your goals so for sun and gemini moon and libra both very compatible both air signs so lots of communication lots of uh, equivalent communication sort of uh reciprocal communication and a desire for it um since but Libra has the added aspect of harmony and I see this in sort of the way you talk about yourself where you're like I I am I'm very reasonable, quote unquote or like to, to sort of broadly say yeah. um, very reasonable and like always considerate of others. You are very considerate of others, it just doesn't always come off that way. Because your rising is in Leo, your rising in Leo means that you are, you have a very like excitable, passionate personality. People are drawn to you because um, they see you as a leader, you come off as a leader, you come off as somebody who is um, in the spotlight all the time. And I know you're making that face that like I don't believe it, but it's so true. Like in the way I see you interact with others and the way um, others come to you, uh, you're very Leo in that aspect.
0: I think the the face I made was like the, (laughs) well, I, you know, actually I think all this information uh, I've observed in my experiences, and one of the th- complaints I've had is that I love gathering people to collaboratively work on passion projects, like pa- creative passion projects. And because I'm gathering this group of people, um, typically everyone turns to me because I have assembled everyone together, <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I just assembled all of us so that we could all equally participate in this like project." Taurus and-, and
1: Libra talking,
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, "Why are you looking at me?" I don't know what I'm doing either. I just I just wanted to do this cool thing, and I wanted you all to do it with me. And like I thought, maybe everyone would like each other because we're all cool, right? So please don't look at me. But then I have to assume the leadership role because I have assembled everyone. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's why I made that face. Yeah, <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. It's sort of interesting because her um, Midhaven is in Taurus. Taurus is. N- sort of known for being a steady homey kind of sign where like you think of people with gardens that's sort of the association with (laughs) tourists Um, so her career um, path would be something really steady that would give her stable income and that she wouldn't like she would care for, but not necessarily she would uh, just completely derive burning passion for. So it's kind of in conflict if with her Gemini and Libra aspects where it's th- those are air signs needing a need for change, a need for like constant information. It's really interesting. I found that kind of weird <laughs> when I first found it. So let's get into how I'm this- weird <laughs> you are weird. <laughs> so let's get into how this like um synergizes with the other two people of interest here mainly her husband and me yes let's talk about me my son is in aries so um aries is strongly independent so where where my sister's moon in libra cares about um how others interact and how others communicate the my son in aries says i don't care um <laughs> and my but interestingly enough my moon is in gemini um so it matches with her son in Gemini. So that's that's sort of like the main point where we get along because I'm like I I like communication. I see myself as someone who's very communicative. I do bring people together. Like I know people know me for that. I bring people together. Um but it's like not really super my thing. <laughs> and my rising is in cancer. That's this is this is where I say like I'm the insane one in the family because I have a fire I have an air the air feeds the fire the air the air aspect is what flames the passion it supports the passion and then the water douses it all so you can imagine hot steam that's me so with these these three main big aspects um, it's hard <laughs> it's hard being a <laughs> And my uh, my midhaven is in Aries, so I have a lot of fire signs in my chart, like fire, fire, fire everywhere. Um, it's burning down. My midhaven in Aries means that drive in life is to be a leader. That's sort of the he- direction I'll probably be heading, whether I like it or not. Uh, <laughs> because I see myself as a Gemini, right? So it's like passage of passage of information is primarily my thing. But um, I've seen myself unwittingly taking up leadership roles. Um, And people come to me to be a leader not me going to them being a leader and it's kind of anyways it's sort of the same situation with my sister that's why we get along so well because we have like parallel experiences but hers is very different and obviously comes from a different place so we have different like core core drives but if it kind of exp- like parallel, yeah. yeah, but it expresses itself in the same way. So my my son in Aries tolerates her rising in Leo, while well, they don't necessarily get along. Like we understand each other. So the the Leo need for need in the spotlight versus the Aries' drive for independence, uh, similar but not the same. And so we move on to Joseph, who has a son in Pisces, so a very a very soft boy. He sees himself as an Aquarius, which is. I definitely wait, wait, wait what is PCs? You didn't explain that. You're right. PCs means that you're that one of your primary drives is harmony. It's peace. It is the need for everything around you to be stable. And with the moon his moon in Aquarius means that Aquarius is associated with the weird, the funky. You're kind of offbeat. You're you're like the hippie of the signs. <laughs> okay. And and he does present himself awkwardly. He sees himself as awkward. He's not actually awkward because his rising... That's what I
0: told him. He's not
1: actually awkward because his rising is in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius being a fire sign is one that craves adventure exploration. It is part of the reason I see why um, he's so drawn to my sister. Because my sister's rising in Leo and Sun in Gemini creates a lot of opportunities. She creates opportunities and he's very attracted to it because in Sagittarius, love for adventure, um, and he's he himself sort of like gravitates towards adventure with his sort of like motorcycle lifestyle. Um, his Midhaven is in Libra, which is interesting considering that he's a software developer. Love <laughs> because uh, Libra is more drawn towards um, what do you like? It's it's very diplomatic. It's a diplomatic sign, so being so other oriented you would you would expect something more like um I wouldn't say explicitly politics but something that dealt more with communication with people so maybe more on the business side or whatever, but being a software developer you don't get a lot of that.
0: From my observation, he definitely does a lot of like communication and a lot of like mediating and stuff like that. Okay. So, so he uh, made it work.
1: He <laughs> I think
0: because of like who he is, he that this makes sense like he, it does end up in his um work life anyways yeah
1: yeah that makes sense so his his midhaven being in libra being part of his big four in astrology uh matches with my sister's moon and libra they get along for that reason they get along because they're both of their risings are fire signs so they understand each other personality wise the only huge difference is that um, he's he's very water. There's a lot of water in his overall chart, and my sister is a little more towards air. They're not completely, um, but I suspect this is my hot gamer theory.
0: <laughs> is this all is this of those like internet terms? No. Hot gamer theories? No, I'm
1: just being me. Um, <laughs> I never know with you. You and your me. I ma- I make up things all the time. Um is that because she grew up with me and my my rising is in cancer I see myself more as a cancer than an aries um so there's there's a lot of that that she grew up with and that's probably why she meshes well with all the water and joseph's <laughs> signs because she's used to it I'm like she's she sees me chronic baby face <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like like the, those aspects are very similar Some, i see a lot of my personality in joseph i don't <laughs> think he sees it in me but, but it's fine i'm the psychoanalyst it would surprise no one who knows of the ux field that i'm in the ux field but <laughs> that aside so i think that's why um they get along so well and sort of in more of the vein of compatibility is that they're their Venus signs, the the ones that control love, is very much in in synergy with each other. So his Venus is an Aries, which means that he's a go-getter when it comes to love. Um, I believe he's the one who confessed to you. Yeah, yeah, that's a very Venus and Aries thing to do, and it synergizes so well with uh, my sisters Venus and Leo who wants to be showered in attention. That's the dynamic and it works very well with these two. (laughs) Is that why you wrote like the wow super cute? Yes, that's why I wrote wow super cute because the synergy is good. It's both fire so you're both very passionate in your um in your love your your relationships to better broadly speaking um it's very passionate but it's just a different flavor of the same passion so not only do you understand each other's way of um relationships but um it worked out because it's a good partnership you're like yeah look at me and he does he does he <laughs> oh looks at you you sound like a narcissist <laughs> Well, considering you have Leo, <laughs> of no, 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 you're not a narcissist, you're not like, you're not clinically so, not at all. Everyone has a, everyone has a level of narcissism, um, it's just whether or not you're clinically so. My sister is not a narcissist Thank for you. being a Leo, um, it is just she likes attention and who doesn't? But uh, maybe her a little more than the average person. Um,
0: but it's, I think it's interesting because like where my charts say that like, despite the fact that I like attention, I also do not like attention. Is that just being Gemini? Because <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, don't look at me. But look at me. <laughs> don't
1: look at me. Um, it might be sort of the disruption in how you see yourself. So maybe your Libra moon is like, I prefer everyone get equal attention because it's so like, like you, the you prefer the balance you see yourself preferring the balance however your personality is so strong that it doesn't happen that way
0: oh interesting okay um, i guess
1: that that does kind of parallel what i was saying with like me gathering people in like mm-hmm.
0: a group and then i'm like hey can everyone like equally contribute because like that's my ideal my ideal is that everyone has equal say definitely um, for the community but then but then it always just ends up yeah with me uh, leading
1: yeah so um In sort of the same way, since I'm cross-comparing all three of us, um, I also wanted to get into conflict and sort of conflict resolution, because all three of us will definitely get along. Like, everything in our big four and (laughs) our sort of compatibility overall we we will all get our, along with joseph being on the more extreme calm and because of all his water and yeah. me being on the extreme not calm and wait you're the you're the crazy one i'm the insane one you're right. the one in the middle oh okay. um, interesting because <laughs> <laughs> i i
0: definitely see both joseph and my sister as being like calm and uh like my rocks like I'm out here like being a wild child like going to all these places like doing all these things and then they like support me and they love me and they're like it's okay we know you're crazy but we love you anyways
1: (laughs) Um, this is based solely on the chart not really not really how it expresses itself in in real life because in real life it is my sister's gemini libra leo funky combination that where her her air really feels her fire and So she looks like the insane one on the outside all the time. (laughs) And it is um, me, my cancer rising, and Joseph's sort of like really, really balanced double water combination that keeps that keeps us looking stable (laughs) like we look sane (laughs) we look sane we're not (laughs) Um, That, anyways we synergize really well with each other because of primarily our compatibility and conflict so when you look at sort of communication style, conflict style you want to look in a few key places so you definitely want to look in your Mars where's your Mars in and where's your Mercury in sometimes that's not it because here I have different signs maybe you can put the chart in the in show notes, in yeah, the show I notes I for reference uh, because I have like some different signs for this compatibility and conflict section on my <laughs> whiteboard uh, but so Joseph's has a lot of water I already told you he's a water boy so he has uh, his Mars in Cancer his Mars in Cancer is uh, although defensive it's a very like it's a very caring sort of defensive so he cares about himself in anger he cares uh, about people close to him in anger and his mercury his communication style is in PCs, very much matching his sun in PCs, so good good synergy there and so that means when it comes out when his anger comes out his sort of defensive anger it comes out very like uh, diplomatically so no uh, so while not not a very great anger sign because cancer in Mars is is something people like piss on all the time where you're like oh your cancer is in Mars means you're super baby and defensive (laughs) but it's not doesn't not super (laughs) baby and (laughs) defensive and you can't take criticism but like you have to look at the whole chart Some some things really balance things out because my, for me, going to me, speaking of things that are not great my <laughs> <laughs> my, The more I look at my chart, the more pissed I am at myself uh, The My Mars is an Aries I have so much fire in my chart uh, My Mars is an Aries, that means I explode at you And this is completely mitigated by the fact that my rising is in Cancer So my rising is very, like, motherly And my PC's... Piece, my Let's, let's reverse that my Jupiter is in PCs Jupiter in Pisces, meaning that I have a very like soft and open personality when really, when you really get down to it like at my core I'm I'm baby. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> emphasizing this because I'm like, yeah, I just see my, like, baby sister. She's literally a baby. And, like, I'm pretty sure
1: she sees herself as a baby. Sometimes like, I do. Public confession. Sometimes I do, but it's very offset by all the fire in my chart and the fire I feel in myself. The So it's sort of like my quick to anger, my explosions, are balanced out by the fact that um these, these two core parts of my personality are very, like, moderated. And I care so much. So... It comes off for me as, if you are close to me, um, my anger is moderated. Like, I'm angry at you, and I will tell you that because my Mercury is in, is, in, is in Aries too, which means my communication style is very blunt. But, however, I do not explode at you. And my sister has seen this in me a lot of times, and the way I get angry at her, the way we communicate about my anger, yeah. um, it's very moderated. But if I, it also means that if I do not care for you, if you're a like, stranger on the streets and like you have just wronged me in a subway while I'm trying to do my order, then I will explode at you. Because I don't care about you. <laughs> and this synergizes this all three of us with my sister's sort of <coughs> Mars in Taurus. So she's got Earth signs. I'm not familiar with Earths, <laughs> <laughs> and because Mars and Taurus means that she's slow to anger, so her anger builds up over a long time. It's something that she, like she maybe unwittingly bottles up. You can confirm whether or not this is true, um, where it's like a slow stew, a boiling hot stew, <laughs> and at some point it will boil over, and that's sort of her anger style. And this is paired with her moon in Libra, where her communication style is very other-focused, other so she's very considerate of other people when it comes to her anger, her slow anger, and maybe like while she feels wronged, she is too considerate of the other side to really, um, while she may defend herself, it may not be to the extent that maybe Joseph or I defend ourselves. Interesting. So, yes, we are calm on the outside, slowly, slightly more insane on the inside, and my sister is crazy on the outside, a lot more sane on the inside. Oh, that's so reassuring <laughs> I
0: think I've always felt insane.
1: Well, with with your whole um, chart thing that I'm not going to get into since we're focused on the big four, um, there's a lot of factors in your chart that makes you feel alien, although the one who should feel alien is me. But do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm my son in Aries, I'm so independent, I don't give a shit. Um, but um, my sister is not that way. My sister is like, I'm a little off, and it feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not part of humanity, and <laughs> and I feel like I'm an alien who's dropped off learning to be human. She said this to me once, like almost verbatim. so yeah like verbatim (laughs) like for
0: most of my life I had felt um, very alienated and disconnected from like humanity and I think it's layered by if you've heard me if if we had any discussion it's layered by like the Asian American diasporic like dialogue Mm -hmm. mixed in with uh, I guess Gemini and then also like not belonging in science tech versus art and then also being a romantic ace and so it's like all of this stuff is like I don't understand people. I must
1: not be human.
0: Um, So while she
1: thinks about stuff like that, I don't. I'm very similar to her in that sort of aspect. Obviously, we have the sort of same diasporic experience, sort of same sort of identity crisis, same sort of aromantism and asexuality. We're very similar, but we just face it differently. My sister's like, I'm an alien. And I'm like, I'm me. (laughs) And I don't care. And I'm sort of, yeah, bringing it back to the, the fire, air, water mixture in my big four. Uh, it's unstable. <laughs> but at my core, I'm very independent. Yeah. So I that's
0: so reassuring to hear because I think probably just all the baby <laughs> that I see, I'm like will she ever be okay
1: <laughs> Like I'm probably more fine internally than my sister is lol great <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'd love to let you know that you are very sane you are very grounded um, there's a lot of really good qualities about you having a Leo rising is probably the reason why you're so su- successful in like every area of life Oh, um, like, okay. True facts <laughs> <laughs> And my cancer in Ryzen Is is why people who are my friends now They will always tell me That it was so hard to approach me Because um, I've got Resting bitch face I've got chronic baby face <laughs> we I've like, got, What um, does that look like? Chronic baby <laughs> re- <laughs> rest, Resting angry baby <laughs> Resting
0: angry baby <laughs> face
1: um, I don't I've told people I don't like to talk to people, and you will, it's especially in college, uh, you will find me in, tucked away in some corner, some very quiet corner, it's very creepy, <laughs> <laughs> some quiet corner where I'm just like studying or doing my own thing, and it's like kind of hard to approach me for that reason, and that's definitely my can- my rising in cancer, though um, it is, it's funny because My friends will also tell me that as soon as you get over the hurdle of like me being the solitude ghost on the walls looking at things, (laughs) looking at you, looking at me, (laughs) once you get past that, once you like open your mouth and make the first conversation, then the sword of my moon in Gemini, my sun in Aries kicks in really fast, um, where I'm able to hold a conversation, I can get a conversation going for hours if we have the right synergy, and so it's like that hurdle so for me it's sort of like i'm not great at networking because i'm i'm that like i'm that awkward crabby cancer crab (laughs) (laughs) and my sister is has less problems with it and actually really thrives in it in sort of networking because of her gemini sun her her moon in libra makes everyone feel heard her um rising and leo attracts people to her so it's just like a really good combination if you want to focus in communication Mm, yeah
0: i think it's like really interesting because um like the whole point of this podcast don't be strangers is because i'm very passionate about communicating and like connecting with people because i feel like so many of the issues that we have um socially arise from miscommunication, like, misunderstanding, and so, like, I feel very passionate about um, making people understand each other, and, like, open-mindedness, and yeah, I got some balance, like... it
1: did not come to a surprise to me when my sister said that she wanted to start a podcast, because... Because why why wouldn't she start a podcast? It'd be weirder if she told me that I don't ever want to start a podcast. That would just be strange. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: I and what I like about like the podcasting medium is that like I tried YouTube in the past. I love YouTube because I'm a visual artist and so like doing videos and like all the post-production editing, like that was really fun. And the visual aspect um and the graphic aspect um all of it. But I what I like about podcasting is that there's a focus on conversation mm-hmm. and then it feels more it feels easier to me to a certain extent because there is not the video component. So I don't have to because as a perfectionist who's very overly concerned about visuals, like if this was a video interview or something like that, then I would have to make sure I set up like the the background like the setting correctly yeah. then we would have to like dress up like not that we had to but i i would probably want to and all of this and then lighting etc et and then it, at that point it's it just overcomplicates a project when the project is just i want to talk to people have cool conversations with people and just like capture it and broadcast it
1: yeah i think podcasts definitely cut straight into what my sister likes so yeah it's,
0: it's really nice having something that I'm like excited about so thanks for talking with me because I was like you know we should we should do a podcast we have interesting saying, conversations yeah, yeah no I think we have interesting conversations all the time I think but then I think what happens is that they come in little small spurts. Because we live together. So they come in like random small spurts. Like I'm brushing my teeth. And then she'll come in and like give me an astrology lesson. (laughs) Or like a lot of times... Oh, this is a great transition. A lot of times like in the morning, she has amazing like technicolored dreams that I think it's just from years of like practicing remembering her dreams. So I think most people wake up and just don't even practice um remembering their dream so they can't retell it um there's that's one aspect but then it's also layered by the fact that she consumes a lot of like interesting stories through the games that she plays the the shows that she watches and so this all accumulates into really bizarre and interesting stories.
1: I think it's also somewhat of a consequence of being an INFP going into Myersburg a little (laughs) bit here, but it definitely all overlays onto each other. So being an INFP means that I crave new um, dreamlike experiences, so new fantasies and I go towards it so like with my sister craving sort of like adventure in her in her tangible world I crave it in my mental world so we are we're very similar in that aspect but we just run the opposite direction (laughs) yeah like
0: I'm always leaving the house and she's like she's more of a homebody and like yeah doing yeah reading like reading books and like
1: um yeah playing games so that's why my dreams are kind of like funky and my sister kind of like laughs at them or like is weirded out by them Whereas I see it as like that's my that's my world. That's my life.
0: Yeah. No, I love listening to them So actually I was gonna ask you to share one. Yeah, okay.
1: so it's in sort of a transitionary topic where um, <laughs> I can see my more of myself in my dreams is that I I've said before that I related more to my cancer rising than I do to my Aries Sun and it's really funny because in my dreams, it will definitely expose my Aries sun. Because in a lot of my dreams, I'm very violent. <laughs> yes, I've noticed. Yeah, very violent, very angry. I've had a dream where I was in this spaceship sort I was of colony. thinking of that one. It's, Wait, is, spaceship it was, colony? It's like... Is it it's, a different it's, dream? No, it's the same one. So... Where, like, the entire society has moved onto this big UFO drifting out in space, and this uh, spaceship has its all different sorts of ecosystems, like jungles, like the beach, and I was this little kid who was growing up in this space colony, I don't know what Earth is, and I have my gang. I have a gang. That's a very Aries thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... We're all like, we're bored, because we've explored this UFO, like, every corner of it. What what can we do just to make life more interesting? And so every area in this dream has a guardian. So one of the, the strongest guardians, which a bunch of 10-year-olds should not be fighting, is this big whale. It lives in the designated ocean beach space on this colony. And all it does, it's very peaceful, like, all it does is sort of monitor it. So. So here's this whale minding his own business, and we got a bunch of 10-year-olds, like 10-plus of them. <laughs> and we're like, we're going to go fight it with nothing. Like, we don't, we don't have <laughs> weapons. We have our fists. We have our <laughs> tiny fists being, like, children and everything. And we go run across the UFO <laughs> thing, this, this giant spaceship, into the beach area. And we're like, yeah, so... Completely disregarding the fact that um, we'd have to swim to it because it's in the ocean space, <laughs> so we, we just run into the wa- water. We start swimming towards it in its turf, basically, <laughs> and we just start like throwing our fists at <laughs> and. Uh, my dream kind of shifts to the whale's perspective as it's seeing like a bunch of kids that I'm supposed to protect as the whale like <laughs> just coming in and like punching me <laughs> And it's not very hard punches because how hard can a ten year old punch <laughs> And so it's kind of like rhythmic. It's miniature massages all over my body, <laughs> <laughs> and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to kill time, so I'm very, I'm a very reasonable big whale, <laughs> and so to entertain them, I just kind of like splash my fin, and I create little, little tiny tsunamis to push them all the way back to the beach, <laughs> and so just kind of like in in waves they'll come back to me and (laughs) i'll just push them away and that cycle just kind of kept going and so uh, you kind of switch back to the kids perspective or the the leader's perspective and you see that this whale has a huge hp bar (laughs) <laughs> that's where all the video gaming all like the video gaming comes in, yeah. in. as this really big okay HP for bar.
0: non-video gamers an uh, HP bar, bar is just like your hit points yeah and how
1: much life they have how much you need to reduce in order to defeat the boss yeah uh, basically kill it for um. <laughs> <To laughs> lack of a better word and I'm this little kid and all, all ten of us punching this whale has done nothing to the HP <laughs> 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 actually. But we are young and we are determined. So, in my in my um, fit of passion, I pick up a stick, <laughs> a twig, if you will, <laughs> and I run back into the water. The wa- the ocean is not very deep because it's a spaceship, so it's kind of a sh- shallow lake thing, and. I run in, so it's fine. I can swim all the way it's back to the whale, and I use the <laughs> stick, and I poke the whale. And now, as the whale, it kind of hurts. <laughs> it's kind of like getting a shot, but the shot not really g- piercing skin. It's just like a sharp poke. And yeah. You I'm, are both the whale. Um. I am both the whale. Uh, this is a, the common thing in my dreams, where I'm omnipresent. Yeah, and so this world is kind of like now I'm getting kind of upset because that hurt a bit, and this is no longer a game because now my children have weapons. <laughs> a twig, yeah, and so now and now I'm creating bigger tsunamis to get them off, literally off my back, and pushing them all the way to the shore. I'm not I'm not violent at all, but like now it's kind of like stop it, yeah. and. So this happens a little more, and it ca- sort of, almost in a realistic manner, the children get tired, we all get bored of this game, and so we just kind of drop our sticks and leave. <laughs> that's how the dream. Ended. That's kind of how the dream ends, like oh wow. a very like realist realistic human behavior, but not realistic settings. Yeah, and that's sort of a common thread between all my dreams, and sort of. <laughs> Yeah, sort of on the opposite spectrum. I had a more recent dream that was really funny to me in retrospect. So me taking on the form of this middle-aged white American man who had just survived a plane crash in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and so I'm just kind of like. I don't know how, but I'm super buoyant. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like a heavy man. I am sort of like a middle and down the middle sort of man. But I'm buoyant, and so after this plane crash where no one survived but me, I'm floating in the Atlantic, and I somehow reach the Ireland. I've reached the UK just by floating. And you know how I survived? I, I survived this trip of floating. Using the sea currents to guide me, um, by by making this sea soup <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. There's there like I would take some seaweed and whatever mystery ingredient that I kept using. I don't I didn't even know the recipe myself. Not that great, but I kept eating this and it was great. And like over time, I thought it was like the shit. <laughs> so I end up on the beaches in Ireland and there's this sort of um, seaside family. I don't know what their occupation was. I can only assume it's kind of fishing because the the man of the family was this sort of uh, grunty sort of older older man with a with a wife and us very small daughter. And he was at this beach, and he he sees this fucking American in the ocean, <laughs> and it's like it's like why is there a man in the ocean? <laughs> also, my perspective changing to this guy now, and he's like, what? Why is there this man in the ocean? Let's let's get him. There's not supposed to be humans in the ocean. So he kind of like fishes me, quote unquote me out, and. Uh, me being sort of somewhat insane from being in the ocean (laughs) for so long and surviving off this sea soup (laughs) I'm like, dude you've got to try my soup (laughs) that is the first thing I say to the man who's possibly saved my life (laughs) (laughs) and being, I don't know I guess sort of more that sort of UK personality sarcastic, jaded sort of stereotype he's just sort of like uh okay (laughs) like like what is this soup first of all and so i explained to him like it's just all organic ingredients fresh from the atlantic (laughs) thrown together stewed and it's just by what like how do you do it who knows i did it in the ocean (laughs) and and i'm like you got to try this Oh, now you have a I don't know I think I'm just channeling everything And, <laughs> and so the Irish guy Just kind of like Looks at his family Looks at his darling wife and child And goes we'll have that for dinner then <laughs> So I put this entire family At my mercy Of whether or not this sea soup is good Whether or not it made me insane or not We He didn't know He was just like Okay, well you're here, it's dinner time And you're offering to make dinner So you're going to make dinner <laughs> And so I made this like big bowl of sea soup For this family <laughs> And uh, and for me, like, the, the guy who's been surviving off of it, it was great. It was fantastic. And then for the family, it was just kind of average. It was edible. It was it was all right. And that's sort of where that dream ends.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, like, um you know, people wake up and, like, uh, have morning news or whatever. I wake up and I'm just like, did you have any dreams last night? Oh, yeah. And this is, like, my entertainment, basically.
1: Yeah. I have one last dream that I'll kind of go over. In, in brief, really brief and that I was in a, in the White House, which happened to be a mall. and the people are moving out of this White House because um, theres sort of this pest, this nuisance in this mall slash big political building. At the back of the building, there's this huge underwater um, lake cavern with a lake in it and there's this ancient palace in this lake all like crumbling down sinking because it was built directly on top of a lake there's no support <laughs> and so my job in this dream was sort of as an exterminator and i needed to get rid of this queen of the lake because i was hired to just get rid of her <laughs> and she she was really annoying people who he used to work here because she would wail because her palace was sinking like, why wouldn't her palace sink? <laughs> and she was just a whale all the time and everyone wanted to move out. And they were just like, <laughs> she was more of a nuisance than anything. So I was hired with this small team of co-workers to go get rid of her. So we go to this lake, it's sinking, and let's effectively like get her out of the palace and get rid of her. So this is the funny part where I sort of get into what she really is <laughs> and... I'm go- go- going into this palace, I'm having this high like, action running through the halls as it's sinking, trying to find her, trying to get her out, so I can get properly get rid of her, and sh- at some point where the palace is almost ar- already sunken, she jumps out of the palace, like just completely jumps, the biggest leap I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I follow her out onto the shore of this lake, and she's super distressed, her palace is gone, and she's like she she was in this humanoid like queen form but she <laughs> <laughs> upon confrontation she turns into a computer (laughs) she turns into like a a laptop no a desktop yeah she turns into this desktop computer complete with a desk (laughs) yeah and it's it's a dual monitor system so she's got two monitors (laughs) and the only thing that she's hooked up to is this receipt printer so like we're talking like a small printer a small printer a small (laughs) receipt printer that's It's the only thing she's hooked up to And she's panicking Like she's she's revealed her true form Uh, And all she can do now Is print receipts (laughs) And like I'm taking my job Very seriously as the exterminator So I'm like Oh shoot, she's printing receipts. <laughs> to dis- to effectively like confuse her to um, confuse her into destroying herself essentially because she's very Mentally unstable as mentally unstable as a computer, computer hooked <laughs> up to a receipt printer can get. <laughs> um, so she's she's printing out things, and before she can finish printing things, I tear the receipt out. I just like tear it from her grasp. Whereas like she can't think properly because yeah. now her her quote unquote her thoughts are getting muddled by me like tearing out the receipts. <laughs> yeah. And so like she, in this way, like I keep doing this, f- tearing it as fast as she can print and she confuses herself and she sort of like makes herself shut down in that way and I've completed my job, very good job pat on the back (laughs) I have defeated the queen of the lake (laughs) I was now a very useless receipt printer I don't even know why a receipt printer needs two monitors but she did (laughs) and that was the end of that dream yes oh
0: man best entertainment ever <laughs> like, so this is typically what i'll listen to while i'm eating breakfast or preparing breakfast like may my will just like follow me around in the kitchen while i'm like preparing my meal and then she'll tell me like crazy stuff like this oh, and yeah. i'm like who needs who needs tv who needs youtube netflix like all of that when you can just get Entertainment like this, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. It comes once in a while, and a lot more often than the people I know.
0: Yeah. So I love it. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the astrology lesson and uh, some funny recountings of your favorite dreams.
1: Yeah, I can oh, yeah. go on and on <laughs> about all of, astrology. All
0: of your dreams have water elements. All the ones you just shared. Yeah.
1: Yes, they all have water elements. I somewhat suspect it's because I'm very drawn towards water. Um, I do find because. We were born in Malaysia because we have that sort of tropical background. I do find myself at more at home with water. I don't know if you feel this because I feel a little closer kinship, being closer to our parents and all, but um, that's sort of the influence where it came from.
0: Yeah, I was actually explaining, I think, um, episode two to a friend that like between mountains and water, I would pick water just because I liked, like the constant calmness that it brings visually Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we cut it off there because honestly we can talk for hours about absolutely nothing and everything yes i'm aware that i totally forgot to ask her the key question of how do you define a stranger and how does one transition from being one to not but i'm obviously extremely flawed so i'm just gonna forgive myself this time and just keep moving forward maybe if you enjoyed this episode enough i can bring her back on and remember to ask her next time Or better yet, I could do a little family reunion episode where I get both her and the hubs together. Anyways, as always, i will love to hear if you had any thoughts, and you can always shoot a DM or leave a public comment and start a community thread at Don't Be Strangers on Instagram. I'd love to know, do you care about astrology or personality typing? If so, what are your signs? What are your favorite personality tests? And how have they helped you? And it would be an honor if you know anyone else who is passionate about having deep conversations or community building, if you could connect us. Or if you're feeling adventurous, you're always welcome to apply to co-host an episode yourself. And with that, we'll talk again soon. Bye!